This is Tom Vargelettis with the Full-Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast, episode 28. Today I got the chance to have a podcast listener on the show. His name is Logan. And uh, Logan actually reached out to me one day on Instagram. And at the end of the episode, I'll tell you how you could reach out and ask similar questions if you've got any. Logan and I, we got to jump on a call. The audio quality is actually much better than your average phone call. He was able to record the audio on his end and send it over to me so I could mix them together. It might sound like we're both in the same studio like previous episodes, but Logan actually was calling in from his home over in Nebraska. We get to talk about how he got started in real estate photography, how he found the full-time real estate photographer podcast and book. And he even used these ideas to kick off his photography career. And now he's got regular photo shoots out in Nebraska. So let's hear it from Logan. My name is Logan Elliott. I am the owner operator of Yellow Nest Photography LLC in North Platte, Nebraska. Nobody ever knows where that is. So uh, (laughs) as a point of reference, North Platte is about four hours west of Omaha and about four hours east of Denver. So that puts us basically smack dab in the middle of a cornfield. (laughs) Awesome. So Logan, when did you get your start in real estate photography? So that would have been about eight-ish months ago. So I'm I'm pretty new to the game just now. Mm -hmm. How I kind of started was actually my wife is a real estate agent here in town and kind of getting familiar with the business of real estate. And uh, I was looking at a bunch of pictures and things like that because we were actually at one point in time looking to buy a home here. And I was looking on the MLS and I was like, man, these photographs just aren't the best. And I'm thinking, you know, and it's not like we don't have decent inventory here in terms of like high-end properties. We kind of do. There's some nice homes and things like that, but just Mm -hmm. the the photographs were just not very good. So I thought to myself, you know what? I think I could do this (laughs) (laughs) at least least to this level, if not a little better. So that's kind of why I got into it. Excellent. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that. I have a kind of a similar story when I got my start in real estate photography. Do you have a, a photography background? No, I don't. I've always been interested in like cameras and photography and stuff. I had a couple mm-hmm. of buddies in college that had, you know, decent DSLR cameras and I kind of had fun fiddling with them and pushing all the buttons and stuff, but I had I had no idea about any of that, you know. Okay. So this yeah. is this is your first shot at like actually not just learning photography, but you're starting off trying to to learn photography as a business too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um I've I've always kind of had a entrepreneurial heart, I think. And this is my first run with my own business. So that's, really? that's been that's been a lot of fun too. Wow, that's exciting. Um, as it stands right now, and we can get into this a little bit later, but for me, it's it's part-time right now just okay. with the amount of work I've been able to, to capture at this point. Yeah, so you still get your day job going? Yeah, well, another part-time job. So I split it you know, okay. 20 hours a week and then 20 hours a week to get 40. So okay, good. Keep, up, keep up with expenses. <laughs> so, okay, so you've been officially a real estate photographer for about eight months, you said right? Yes. Uh, how did you find, actually, how, how did you find me when, when you first, because you reached out to me, right, on Instagram. That's yeah. how we got talking. So, so how did yeah, that happen? How did you find out about the podcast and everything? 
Sure. Well, I was kind of just on the information hunt. This was eight months ago when I first jumped in. I was just getting as much information as possible on books and in YouTube. I think I just searched real estate photography in like, you know, where you do a podcast search and yeah. your name came up and yeah. I listened to a couple of episodes and I was like, man, this guy is wheeling and dealing. <laughs> uh, I want to reach out to him. So I followed you on Instagram and I hit you up, bought your book and then, you know, read that. And I think in a couple days and that was super, super helpful. So that's how I found you. And, and to kind of talk about a little bit how this business came to be in a smaller town is that so North Platte, again, I'm going to go back to it just a bit. North Platte mm -hmm. is about 27,000 people. So pretty darn small community compared to a lot of the podcasts I listen to. I know you're in a big market. Yeah. Um, the other podcasts I listen to, they're all in big markets. Yeah. And I just want to let people know that, hey, if you're in a smaller community and you want to give this a shot, go for it. You know, you don't have to be in a big metropolitan area to make some income doing real estate photography. Yeah. And in your case, do you travel outside of your town for business as well? Yeah. You know? We have a lot of smaller communities around and I've had a few shoots outside of town, but usually the communities that I go to outside of town are like maybe a five, 10 minute drive and I can get anywhere in my okay. town in about seven minutes. So. That's convenient. It is kind of nice. That's awesome. Um, so, so how, I mean, how's the business going for you right now? Are you getting pretty consistent work? Do you know how many shoots you're getting per week or per month? Yeah, so it's it's heating up, thankfully. It, it was kind of slow going at first just because I kind of offered my products and I, I did a lot of work for my wife and showed kind of other real estate agents in her office via mm -hmm. like Instagram and Facebook. Hey, this is what I kind of do. But it didn't really sink in until um, I actually went to the real estate offices and made those presentations. And that's one thing that you talk about pretty heavily in yes. chapter four of your book. You kind of outline building your portfolio, how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you have some scripts in your book about how to communicate over the phone and in person when mm -hmm. you're making those presentations. Yeah, so that was super effective. Yeah. I think honestly, that is the best way to get clientele. If you can just get in front of them, show them your offerings, show them that you're personable, you're easy to work with, you show up on time and just make an appearance, make a good yeah. appearance. You know, that's yeah, the best huge. way to build your clientele. And that's when my business started picking up is after I made a couple of those offers presentations and people realized that I wasn't just, I, I don't know, I was a decent, it wasn't trustworthy some, person. It wasn't <laughs> some blast email. So a lot of photographers will work almost exclusively on referrals. And that's a great way mm -hmm. to build your business without really having to lift a finger. I'm I'm getting new clients every month, mm -hmm. no matter what. I have clients now because I have some photographers out working for me. I have clients that I've had for like a year. I've never met them or talked to them in person, mm. but they were a referral from a referral and then they just book online and, and the business can grow slowly like that. But if you want to actually make a move, like a big move and you want to get a lot of clients, that face-to-face -face interaction is so huge. And very few real estate photographers are doing that. I got an email because I'm, I'm also a licensed real estate agent in Massachusetts. I got an email right. the other day and uh, it was just one of those standard, hey, we're a photography company. Come check us out. We do this great, awesome job. And the, there was no two field. It was just the, my emails in the BCC field. Mm. So what they did, they probably bought a list of like 10,000 emails and then just put them all in the BCC and blasted. Gotcha. And, you know, maybe they get a couple people out of that. But imagine like you were in front of how many. So so you did a couple office presentations so far, you said. How, how many did yes. you do? Just two right now. Just yeah. two? Mm -hmm. And did you get clients out of either of those? Both of them. Absolutely. Both of them? I signed up, <laughs> I think, two shoots after each presentation on the spot. So that was kind of fun. Hey, um, what do you know? Yeah, that was that was pretty cool to like <laughs> let it. Cause, I mean, that's a good test, though, too, of just like, you know, your, your um, processes. Can yeah. you get a client after you present? And I know that's scary. But I'm telling you, if you do it, just be like, hey, at the end of your presentation, I have openings 
whatever, like lay a calendar down in front of the mm-hmm. agents and then let them pick a day and, and book it. It, it may be in book it. Yeah. It yeah. might be kind of scary, but it's totally worth it, you know, to get that, that first client going, that first appointment and then uh, repeat business from there. So yeah. And out of those two offers presentations, I've, I've had, um, let's see, four, five consistent real estate agents that produce enough to keep me busy week to week. I've had work every week since I've made those presentations. <laughs> really? Which really? Which has been really nice. That's um, awesome. That's great. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun just to kind of, you know, follow a process and then have it produced for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so um, simple. And, and just off of that, you immediately, and I, I talk about it in the book, I talk about it in the podcast. I'm like, you do your presentations, you talk to people, and then you ask them for an appointment. And a lot of people, like I, I have the exact same experience. A lot of times I'll walk into a new office and a couple people will say, oh yeah, I got something coming up. Or someone will say, oh, can I can I book it? Or I, I book online. And when I get to that point in my presentation, I'm like, and you can book online. Does anybody mm-hmm. have a photo shoot that they want to get in the calendar right now? And uh, sometimes I can actually go through and, and book someone there live to show everybody how easy it is. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. it, dude, it's just great. You, you don't have to know anybody. You don't have to be like this big player and have a million dollars worth of gear and a thousand years mm-hmm. worth of experience. You, mm-hmm. you can do a good job and you can get clients just like that. Yeah. Are you, yeah, are, showing up. Are, you, are you following up with people after those uh, presentations? Yeah, so I will kind of send a contact or an email to some of the clients that I got information from just following up if they didn't book. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes that pans out. Sometimes they just don't have a listing in the tank. Um, yeah. And that's one of the assumptions that, wrong assumptions that I made <laughs> going into this. I was like, uh, in my small town, I grew up here. Um, mm-hmm. I went off to college and came back. But, you know, I... I, I you see a lot of real estate signs just because the town's kind of small and yeah. um, just driving around and everything. I thought, you know, houses move quickly here, which they do, but there's only so many. So right. basically my assumption was that a lot of agents or many agents um, do a lot of deals or do a lot of transactions. And that's just not <laughs> the case. <laughs> no, there's, no. Yeah. Unfortunately. There's, yeah. There's only a handful of agents in our entire town that do, uh, you know, multiple listings yeah. a month and, that was one of my <laughs> wrong assumptions, but yeah, it worked you, out to capture those those high producing real estate. Right, agents. yeah, the high producing agents; those are the ones you really want to keep happy, uh, because so if you've got one or two high end agents that are just hustling and 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 you know their business is, is blowing up, even in a small town, you you find that you know certain personality types tend to dominate. A marketplace and and mm. you know each kind of area is going to have a different person like you don't have to be like like some some wolf of wall street crazy salesperson to get a, a really good business but uh you know if, if you can find those really high performing individuals and then you can uh you know get build a relationship with them uh you're you're gonna notice that a lot of like 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 let's say you get a real estate office and there's two agents that have you know, very good income off of their real mm-hmm. estate business. And then there's maybe 10 other people in the in the office, maybe more that, you know, they're just doing it casually or kind of struggling. Uh, if, if you can get that high producing agent as a client, everybody else is going to call you too. Because when they see someone who's really successful, everybody wants to copy them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's something that you, you really want to focus on, on those agents that are going to keep bringing you you know, weekly, monthly business. Um, and then, and then the other people will definitely follow. Do you have a number? Like how many shoots are you getting per week off just those two presentations? 
Yeah, so um, right now it's probably about two to three. It just depends to too in our market. It's, yeah, yeah. sometimes four. Um, but like I said, it's just kind of, the more work I do, the more the phone rings, which has been really nice. Um, yes. So, like I said, I've been doing this for like, since about eight months, but like, honestly, I didn't start my presentations until like the beginning of summer. Cause I had just been working with my wife and things like that and just trying to learn the process. But really, uh, yeah, so, so what, I haven't, so what, like April, May, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a decent takeoff, but like, I think I'm just starting to get into uh, more appointments, which has been really, really helpful. Um, can I talk about a little bit the challenges that I've kind of faced going Please up do. in the small town Please here? Do. Yeah. Cause it's, I found it just really interesting. Um, so one of the challenges that I experienced was just obviously the limited supply of high producing agents we talked about, but um, that I was, I was the first mover into the market. I, I was the first person to bring uh, real estate photography into our market. I'm the mm -hmm. only one that does it, right? Um, the only one in the else, whole town. Only one in the whole town. I'm the only one in the whole uh, region that does it. Honestly, the no. only person I could find other than uh, other than me was I had to go all the way to Lincoln, which is like three hours um, east of our town. Really? I couldn't, I couldn't find anybody with an online presence. Um, so I guess that brings me to one of my uh, challenges was was pricing then because I, I had no idea how to price it because everybody that I talked to or read about um, was like, how do you base your pricing? Well, you look at your competitors or the other people that are doing yeah. these the same thing in your market, but I had no one. <laughs> so I went over to this uh, guy's website online in, in Lincoln, which is a, about, a, it's a city of about 275,000 people. Okay. It's the state capital. And I looked at that guy's pricing and I was like, man, I don't think agents in our area are going to pay for that. So I, I, I got a rough, rough estimate on mm -hmm. uh, what I should charge and then kind of reduced it back a little bit based on the economy of our town. So mm -hmm. um, that was one challenge, but um, kind of figured that out. It was kind of or touch and go there for a little while. Um, had to make some, some price changes, but I, it, it, I charge enough to where it's definitely worth my time now, which is okay. a good thing. That's good. Um, That's good. And I, ch I charge fairly high out the gate, but I just didn't get a huge response. I didn't get a very good response with that, so I, I, I had to kind of wind it back just a little bit, but that's okay. Okay. Um, Did you so so you started high, and then mm -hmm. you got like no bookings at all, or did you get some feedback? Yeah, a little bit of both, but I think honestly that in, in part maybe was just because it was new and people didn't understand it, and I didn't have yeah. uh, enough materials to maybe justify that pricing right now. But I I feel I had more than enough have enough, uh, um, you know images that I can show, hey, this is how this works, this is why it's this much, and they're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yes. Uh, but initially, I think uh, I didn't have that stuff kind of lined up, and that's maybe why I got a little kickback. Gotcha, yeah, you, you really wanna have an airtight uh, presentation, you know, mm -hmm. like, like just the look, the feel, the pricing, it all has to kind of mesh well in order for people to say, yeah, yeah, definitely we're working with you. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that's great. So, so, uh, I did do a podcast on, on pricing your work and I did talk about com competition, but I also talked about, um, you know, it, it, a, a different method was to figure out what you wanted to make an hour or a year. And mm -hmm. then figuring out how many photos you did. Did you kind of try and go through a process like that, or was it really just feeling out? Uh, yeah, I I should honestly, because that would make a 
everything a little more organized, I yeah. feel like. But I, I haven't done that. Um, yeah, because I didn't know if this was going to be a, pull, a full-time gig uh, or full-time job right now, um, depending on how, how much demand I had. So I didn't really, I didn't organize that. And it turned out to be a, a part-time position right now, which, yeah. is, which is fine. But yeah, I haven't done that. Um, yeah. But one other challenge that I did face, and I think this is probably a more um, pertinent piece of information for anybody that wants to do this in a small town, mm-hmm. is the being that first mover, you have that first mover advantage, right? That's what they taught me in business, in business courses. Yes. You know, being the first to arrive to a market with the product means you enjoy the, uh, you know, additives of, of, of no competition, Um but what I found is <laughs> that is um, wasn't the case here. I, <laughs> I I had to really explain the benefits of real estate photography because I was competing with you know the cell phone and uh, <laughs> yeah. to me a lot a lot of the agents they just didn't really understand um, the benefit of of real estate photography with lighting and and you know doing the pro- post processing and things like right. that to capture the home. And that was, I think the biggest challenge and still the biggest challenge that I face today because our, in my town, a lot of agents are kind of older, Mm -hmm. which is completely fine. I have two of my high producing agents are older, you know? Um, Yeah, the the national national average is a 52 year old uh, female. Okay, yeah, that's so, probably about where some or a lot of them fall. That's um, or I mean, older in my town. So yeah, yeah, same, but, yeah, same the, out here. We're in a huge marketplace. It's it's the same. It's the same thing in Massachusetts and Boston. Yeah. So crafting um, your presentations, I feel like if you're going to do this in a smaller community, which I, again, I think you totally should if you have an interest in it. Mm-hmm. But um, really explaining, you know, the benefits of what your equipment can do versus what a cell phone can do. Um, and I feel like that really opened up a lot of people's eyes to the benefit that this provides for them and their business. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, if you want a really good exercise for the for, for this exact issue, um, was it last, some, at some point last year, I, for, I forget when, but I, I bought a, um, it was a cold shoe mount for my camera and, uh, okay. and it, had a uh, I put a little cell phone holder on it and so every time I set up a shot I had my phone right exactly where the camera was I took Mm -hmm. a photo with the phone and then I took the photo with with my my camera the way that Mm -hmm. I do it and then I uh I for a few presentations I use them as a side-by-side comparisons I'm like this is your iPhone photo and then this is Mm -hmm. the actual (laughs) like real estate photography professional photo and uh, yeah, you get a lot of oohs and ahs because you know you, you have basically the same exact composition, but just because you controlled the lighting so much better, you know the the room almost looks totally different. It just looks fabulous. Yeah. That that might be yeah. worth. I think the cold shoe thing was like was like seven dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I I think I heard you say that somehow, either a podcast or in your book. But I I did that for my my first you did. couple presentations. Yeah, okay. and it was it was funny to watch like the. The, the faces in the room and they're like, okay, cell phone pictures. Like, I, I know I, I, I see those, I take those or whatever. And then they see what I do in the same exact position and location in the home. Right. And they're like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a big difference. It's, it's like, 
it's almost not fair to do that because it, it makes it look so exaggerated as to, as to the quality. Um, mm-hmm. Sitting it next to just a, a regular iPhone photo, but yeah, yeah, it really that that is how you solve the the, the answer to the question of like, well, I can take photos on my phone or. Or my yeah. my aunt's nephew's best friend from school has a camera and they do my photos for fifty bucks and mm-hmm. it's like yeah well, ran into that a few times too yeah so. yeah or once actually but yeah so <clears throat> I guess a couple other things too um, that's good for challenges but um, I think a couple things that I've done that I can think can really kind of get your business going in a smaller community are a couple things that you can actually give the real estate agents that book appointments with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those things is, I call it the Yellow Nest Photography um, photo book. But basically all it is, is a very trimmed down version of your maybe online portfolio, um, or if you have a bigger printed one that you don't hand out to people Mm -hmm. uh, to keep anyway. So it's just, I have it here in my hands right now, and it's only, I think, six or seven pages. and. All it is is a little flip book printed on some glossy paper that I had done at a local print shop for, I think, like two bucks a piece. Pretty cheap, awesome. honestly. Awesome. Um, and I, I give these to the agents, and it has all my marketing materials. Um, and then they, they take this to listing appointments to show yes. potential yes. listing uh, clients, hey, this is the photographer that we use. Here's some of his work. This is how we can showcase your home in a professional light, yada, yada. And um, that kind of secures your position a little bit as well because it has your <laughs> yes, branding it on it. And it's like, well, I presented this product. I better deliver this product to the home, you know? So Exactly, um, yes. Yeah, that's been a super <laughs> cool thing. And people love them. Like you show, and it's interesting about this digital age. I feel like we're almost getting to the point where we're immune to like cool digital products. And, mm-hmm. and just go with me here. Um, because like I showed them the same pictures that were in this book online, like in my presentation or on my phone or on an iPad. And they, I get, okay, that looks pretty neat. I hand them this, this is a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 they look at it with more, uh, more time and more intention. They, they, the reactions I get are much more uh, of a excited sort. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's just some power in like having a physical good that you can offer your clients that they can show to their clients that adds value to everybody's business. So maybe maybe that is a good thing to take away. Uh, it for is. That are it out. absolutely is. Uh, what gave you that idea to do the printed portfolio? Well, I, I think initially it was that part of the book, uh, chapter it's like four or five, talking about the the presentations and how you actually have you know your copies there too as well. Just, I mean, I think that was more so out of a um, a backup plan if if technology was not working well or whatever you had your full yes. printed portfolio there but yeah i kind of took that idea and i was like i don't have the really the money or the portfolio to fill up a big book so i just made this little eight sheet um you know little eight photo flip book yeah. basically yeah you know what mine isn't that big uh i have a lot of photos i could use but mine is only okay. mine's probably 10 pages and yeah. i usually have like one or two photos on per page Okay. So I don't even, yeah, I just pick like, like, you know, the most popular images that I have. And then a couple examples of like, and so Logan, are you doing, um, are you doing floor plans? Are you doing video? Are you doing virtual tours or what? what, uh, You're just offering photos. 
Sure. Um, no, not just photos right now. Um, I, and that was one of my questions, I guess. I'm trying to expand and just offering some other products. So I do um, just normal stills, mm-hmm. uh, daytime and twilight shoots. I offer um, pole aerial photography. Yes. So I just I have a painter's pole I got at Menards for 20 bucks. I have an adapter that I put on there. I got it on Amazon for like $30. And I can raise my camera up to about 16 to 18 feet, I believe, and and, and get those kind of aerial uh, f- photographs of, of buildings that are, you know, two-story or whatever. With yeah. one story, it doesn't really make sense. But with two-story buildings, it gives a much more, like, level shot. So I offer yeah, that as well. Yeah, it's a better composition. Yeah, absolutely. So I offer that as well. And then I do I do video, yeah. So I just got into that. I took your advice out of your book again and got a basically a mechanical steady cam. Um, it's yeah. a Fly King Red or a Fly Cam Red King. Red King, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I like it. I do. Um and I've been doing video walkthroughs and exterior videos and things like that. And that's been um a fun learning curve as well. Um I actually found that after kind of learning the process for photo, the video is easier. <laughs> um, yeah, almost. So. It almost is. Yeah. I mean, if, if you wanted to get to like a super high end video production, it, it gets kind of complicated when you're working sure. with, uh, with hot lights and, and audio and stuff. But, but yeah, for just your basic real estate video, yeah, it's, it's, it's a no brainer. What are you, yeah. what are you, what are you using right now? Are you using the same camera for video and stills or, or do you have two cameras? Yeah, I ball on a budget here, Tom, honestly. So, um, yeah, I squeeze a a lot of utility out of this little, it's a Canon um, 800D, Uh but what is that? It basically is, it's the same model as a T7i, except for it's the European model. And the only reason why I purchased that one, because it was like literally 200 bucks cheaper on eBay, uh, just because it was a (laughs) European model, but it's a T7i, same thing. Uh, so it's a little crop sensor camera, and um, yeah, I have a a Canon uh, 10 to 22 wide angle lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like the EFS one, uh, which I bought secondhand on eBay. Um, and then I have a big, it's a 500 watt second mono light. Um, it's a Vision. I think it's a Vision Five or okay. Vision Four uh, wireless um, flash that I just carry around, and then you know. Do ever do everything from there, um, and it I does don't, the job. And it does the job, yeah. And it's you know for what I paid for, I've you know more than made all of that investment back um, a couple times. So it's right. been it's been good equipment. I don't have, yeah, I don't really have anything right now um, that I don't use, which is great. I hate you know buying equipment that you don't use. So, oh my god, tell um, me about it. Yeah, that's the worst. So, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do offer photos and videos. Um, one thing that I am interested in about, but haven't, um, I guess, got the stuff yet, is drone work. And I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. and I can ask you right now, um, what do you think is is more valuable to the market? The market being real estate uh, photography and imagery and and, and video stuff. Um, what do you think is more valuable? Is it drone work or is it like interior video from the ground. Yeah, you know what? That's going to depend uh, client on a, on a client to client basis. So, okay. if, I mean, if if you've got if you're pretty confident in your sales skills, uh, you can make it matter. So, so okay. you can if you get yourself a drone, uh, mm-hmm. and you know you get all the proper licensing and you, and you register it and everything, um, and 
you you go out on your presentations, you could really, you know, say spend an extra five minutes on just drone and how amazing it is and look at these incredible drone shots. Uh, I don't know if you if you knew or thought about this, but you can also take twilight photos with a drone as well. Mm, yeah, uh, you okay. know, because the camera's on a gimbal, it's super stable. You can do like half second exposures, maybe even a little I didn't bit think longer. About that. Um, mm. Yeah, usually when I, if I'm if if I'm getting a drone uh, twilight done, I'm usually having them take like 50 different exposures. Uh, mm. So just so I know that I'm safe. But yeah, you can you can do that. You're you're not able to use a flash. I tend to use flash more and more as I'm doing twilights. But um, mm -hmm. uh, that's also something you can do. So so yeah, it, you know if if you're in a marketplace and it seems like you are where people aren't really even using it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you can make it important. Like you can say, hey, for an extra X dollars, you can get this mm -hmm. incredible result. And if you sell it right, you know, people will buy it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Interior yeah. video, interior video, same thing. And, and you're going to find over time that some clients will say, no matter what, um, I want you to do video for every single listing that I call you out on. And then some of them will say, you know, I don't care about video. I want you to do drone on every mm -hmm. single listing that I call you out on. Some will say, you know, ah, maybe I'll do it for this one, maybe not. And then some will say no no to both of those, never doing that. So it's going to depend on the personality mm -hmm. of the person you're working with, the price point of the listing. I mean, if, if you find that you've got a lot of uh, higher-end listings for, for your market, whatever that means, if it's a half a million, million, $10 million, whatever, if you've got plenty of high-end real estate to shoot, uh, adding a drone would be really helpful. I, I find that um, when the marketing budget is – when there's a lot more commission on the line, agents are mm -hmm. willing to spend a little bit more, uh, and, and they want to produce a little bit more, especially uh, – and I talk about this a lot. Agents are desperate to differentiate themselves against their competition, which mm -hmm. are other real estate agents. And, you know, a lot of people are they, – they really feel like if they could just get an edge – that their business would do so much better. So um, if you can offer more, those agents that want to be hyper-competitive or who are willing to spend more money, yeah, they're going to they're gonna buy the whole suite. They're going to do video. They're going to do drone and everything. Nice. Um, when it comes to when it comes to pulling the trigger, when it comes to you saying, "Okay, I am I'm I'm taking out my credit card, I'm buying the, the drone or or whatever," um, I would first take a look at your business right now and say, you know, is there anything that I can do to improve mm -hmm. what I'm doing right now without having to buy more stuff? Um, you know, because because like the more stuff that you buy, that's a bigger investment. You said you already made mm -hmm. your money back two or three times. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, not just photographers, uh, will, you know, a lot of people they'll 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 start they'll get started they'll make some money. And then they'll just be like, holy shit, look, I, I just made all this money. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And it's going to be so yeah. much better. And then they start spending it. Um, you know, if you hit a, a slow point and, you know, the summer we're, we're just getting into it right now, but say like late fall getting to the winter, mm -hmm. say your business dies right off. Um, do you want to have money in the bank or yeah, do you right. want to have credit yeah. card debt? Yeah, you want that money. <laughs> you know, if your business stopped, if your business stopped next week, like, you know, so I would say, you know, may, maybe uh, if you can all but guarantee a certain volume of business or, you know, you, if you're really confident on your skills and selling it, um, okay. I would say, yeah, go for it right now. 
you know, because if you can, if you can get out there, redo your, you know, you can call those people back and, and, and get another presentation at the same office. Be like, Hey, next time you guys get a sales meeting, I get this brand new offering, you know, hot off the presses. I really want to show you guys, let me buy you some pizza or something Yeah. Uh, or however you want to do it. Um, and then get in there again. And then as you go through future presentations, uh, you can, you can continue to, to push it. Uh, yeah. and then you'll get people that'll book the, the yeah, I think that definitely the, the answers my question for um, sure, Tom. Thanks. Uh, that, that was really helpful. Um, yeah. Kind of weigh my options there. Um, one other thing, too, that I wanted to kind of touch on, um, and I don't know if you do some stuff like this or not, but uh, I was scratching my head trying to get mm-hmm. more people to like like my Facebook page and follow me on Instagram and, and just get a, a bigger audience for social media because uh, I feel like social media is the marketing way of the world nowadays. Uh, so why not leverage it, right? So, yeah. but the first challenge I, I, I arrived to was is just getting people um, to see my stuff and, and, and growing my pages. So uh, I tried something out and I think the benefits are definitely twofold. And what it is, is I call it the small business spotlight. And I do the small, small business spotlight once a month. And all it is, is I go to a small business here in town and I say, hey, I'm a real estate photographer. Um, this is some of the work that I do. Want me to, can I do a photo shoot for you for free? And, um, Mm -hmm. with the only catch, I guess, is that, you know, you, you share it on your social media pages and and give a shout out to my page. That's it. And all the business owners that I've talked to that, uh, I've asked about this, they're like, absolutely, let's go. Like, this is fantastic. They all said yes. It created some serious social media buzz. Like once they received the photos and they put it up and then they mentioned me, uh, like my page grew overnight. It was wild to watch some of these posts just take off. So if you're someone that, uh, you know, wants to grow your pages, get a hold of some, some small businesses in your, in your town or community that maybe, you know, have a, a decent presence or a decent following already just for doing whatever they do. Um, and you can make it super personable too, which is the, the next thing that I'd like to do is do mm-hmm. like short interviews, video interviews about, you know, why they got into business, how they got into business, and, and, and kind of just, you know, offer that as well. So, yeah. And providing it to them. Yeah. You, you know, I, I would even, okay. I would even charge okay. for the video, honestly. Um, so, but, but actually, so, so what's, what's funny is you, you get, I don't think I wrote about this or, or talked about this in a podcast yet, but, uh, when I was full-time in real estate, I would do that exactly that I would offer interviews and I would write a blog article and I would take a video and then I would share it. I don't know if you can even okay. find it now. It's from forever ago, but um, I got so many sales nice. out of that. And I, you know, like some of these people are friends, like, it, because it, the, the key is, is not just, oh, I'm doing interviews. The key is that you're talking to people that know yeah. a yeah. whole lot of people. You're talking to people that have a big presence. You're offering something, you're offering mm-hmm. them something that they like and that they're interested in. And, you know, you get to know people, they're going to like you, they're going to see your work, and they're going to be able to stand behind it when they say, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to call Logan. He does a great job. Um, yeah, I would, I would make that okay. a weekly habit if you, ca- if you could. I would try every week to meet someone to do the spotlight. I mean, do, do your spotlight offer an interview um, and then 
you know, may, yeah, maybe you'll have to do a few for free and, okay. and then start charging later on when people start seeing like, oh, wow, I'm getting all this traction and all this exposure. Once, once you become that page, mm-hmm. that once you become that presence that, that people are like liking and following, everybody in town sees your page and, and they like to see your spotlights and, and, you know, then you could probably start charging for it. But, uh, yeah, you're cool. definitely doing the yeah, right thing good. there. Um, you know, the, the, yeah. it's it's all about relationships, making relationships with people. Yeah, and it's really fun people. to do, you so, know, because it's, it's fun to see these you know. uh, smaller businesses in town, uh, you know, receive these photos, and they're just, like, floored, and they love it, you know, and it's it helps them out. Um, their Google listings look a lot yeah. better, and, uh, you know, they share it on their personal Facebook page, and it's, it's, it's fun to just give back a little more value to the community, and that's kind of why I like to doing that. Uh, but it has gotten me now um, in communication with some bigger commercial jobs, which I will charge for sure. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of a neat Definitely. thing, but I just was wondering, you know, kind of what your take was, and uh, that's, that's, that's good stuff. I love that. So, Yeah, yeah, too. Cool. It's, a, it's a great right idea. On. It's a great idea. Yeah, I, I don't do it. I do. I don't. I, I haven't done that for my photography business specifically, like okay. interviewing people. But I actually, I, now <laughs> hearing that you're doing it, I probably I should, huh? I don't know. A little. <laughs> Jeez, I can't yeah, get. I can't get left behind. A little North Flat. Let's go. <laughs> so, um. No, you know what? Really, you could. I mean, that's the beauty of of the internet. Like, you can have a huge influence and. You know, you work on your product, you make some more money, you're going to get better equipment, you're going to get better at, at, you know, producing some just fabulous images and videos. And I mean, who knows, you, you might find that people are going to pay you not just for the job, but they're going to pay you for your mileage to go out to the to the big city yeah, or, or maybe right your airfare. Yeah, I charge mileage um, outside city limits, but you know, just like, standard IRS mileage, but yeah, I do. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, uh, Tom, I had go. another question. For, oh, go. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I... Sure. Um, no, no. What's I had question? an interesting kind of scenario happen, especially early on um, a few months ago when I first kind of dipped my toes in the water here. But it was on a, <clears throat> I think it was my third maybe paid shoot. And uh, when I say paid, I mean I was mm-hmm. working for my wife for free, of course. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, she was I make the paid most and... when I work for her anyway <laughs> with her commission, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah right yeah so I had an agent approach me and we were we were talking kind of during the shoot and uh, she was asking me a bunch of questions which is fine like I don't, I don't mind that and uh, one of the questions was you know where did you go to school for this and I told her you know I, I didn't I didn't go to school I learned th- via books and, and YouTube and just kind of trial and error and mm-hmm. she didn't really say anything after that but Oh, you yeah. felt like you kind and of then, delegitimized well, this is where you. It really happened. Um, she asked for like a price reduction because yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, she was like, "How are you a professional?" And oh, I was like, oh my god. Well, I I just t- it just took me back there for <laughs> a second because a- I was like, "Well, I, you know, when you were this is my 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 quandary here though. It's like when you are the only person offering a service, the the and." I'm not trying to be like cocky or anything, but I, you know, I'm the best. I offer the best product right now, right? W- at what point do I become yeah. a professional? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, pr- professionalism is such an intangible thing. You could call it whatever you want. You could say I'm a professional because I wear a suit. You could say I'm a professional because I'm the industry expert, or because I just show up every day for work, like. It's 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 uh, professionalism is more of an idea and and uh, you know a collection of behaviors 
that people kind of expect of you. So what you need to, so, so this is an interesting problem and, and it's in, there's an easy solution because when someone is asking you those questions, those qualification mm -hmm. questions, they're not asking you, you know, oh, did you go to school for mm -hmm. this? Because they really care that you went to school. Like, oh, you have to go. It's not like you're an attorney and, and what did you go? Did, did you go to some, some cheapo law school? You didn't even have to pass the LSAT mm -hmm. test or, or did you go to Harvard or, or, or something like that? Um, it's a question of, do you know what you're doing? And, uh, the answer is obviously always going to be yes, but the answer doesn't have to be, well, uh, no, I didn't go to school, but you know, I learned this thing. Uh, you can confidently just answer the question of, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing, but, but not the way that they framed it. Because as long as you address their concern, mm -hmm. they're like, okay, good. Um, so I had this problem when I first started. A lot of people would say like, oh, well, where'd you learn this? Did you go for school for this? Um, you know, and I still get those questions now and occasionally. And uh, my answer is always the same. I say, well, you know, I actually get started in, in real estate photography as a real estate agent. Or I might say, you know what, I actually get started in real estate photography because, you know, I've, I've been a hobbyist. I've been studying it for years and I'm just so passionate about doing this. I decided... Uh, you know, I was going to mm. get into the real estate space. Uh, you know, you might even say in your specific case, well, actually, you know, my wife is a, is a real estate agent, full-time real estate agent, and she does a lot of business. I've been doing her photo shoots. I've been studying photography, uh, you know, and I've been just doing such a great job lately uh, that, you know, I've been getting mm. a, more and more referral business. Uh, and that's how I got started. So, so you're you're answering the question by almost you're you're misdirect, misdirecting specifically the question mm. about education, but they're asking about education because they don't know what else they they don't know how to say. Mm -hmm. Do you know what you're doing? You know, and a lot of people, even if that's what they're thinking, they're not going to say, "Do you know what you're doing?" Because mm -hmm. it's going to come off as rude. Um, so they think, well, you know, it's photography. I've heard about photography school, maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll ask about that, um, and then and then you know how you handle that question is going to you know put them at ease or is going to kind of alert them to say oh maybe okay. this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so so yeah if if someone like it, when I okay. get asked that that's how I answer I'm like oh you know I. And that's how you should answer too. It, it, you know, well, did you go to school for this? Well, you know what? My wife is a real estate agent. I've been doing photo shoots for her for a while. I'm super passionate about photography. I've been doing just this great job with mm -hmm. uh, with agents, and and uh, you know yeah. that's how I got my start into it. And if they really want to push and they want to say, well, what's your school? What did you learn? Uh, you can just you can name drop because because it's going to make you sound kind of official and and they're not going to know either way. So you can say, oh, you know, I studied under uh, under Rich Bomb. Like you watch Rich Bomb's yep. oh, yeah. YouTube videos probably, and you listen to his uh, podcast. Yep. You you've got my book. You've read that. So you can say, oh, you know what? I I studied under Rich Bomb. He's a he's a photographer out in California. Does these high end high end jobs? Uh, you know, studied uh, under Tom Vargelletis. He's got this great uh, training yep. on. You know, and and you can t t mention the book, and and that that's so probably going to put them. I, yeah, at ease. okay. Well, I have your um, permission to uh, yeah uh, claim you as my mentor, then, right? <laughs> you're, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I mean, hey, you you read the book. It's it. There's no yeah. no reason not to mention it. If I mean, you don't have to go around like. You, you know, like some crazy person. Like I I read this book. Mm -hmm. That means I'm an expert. Um out of the blue but if someone really presses i would save that as like 
as yeah. you know your fallback answer if if they're if the whole you know uh, my my wife's an agent i've been doing photo shoots for her i've been working professionally for a while if that whole thing doesn't really answer the question if they really specifically want to know about schooling which in my case you know i've been able to misdirect those questions for you know years i i never directly answer that because i never yeah. went to photography school um, and it's you know no one's ever followed that up with another question. They just go, oh sure. yeah, he's, he seems yeah, and, like he knows what he's talking about. And the about. results speak because that's all I care too. about. You know that question will be long forgotten after the, you deliver the photos. They so. do. Yeah, um, I think yeah yeah for sure they do. I think they do. Uh, one of the one of the biggest contributions to my professionalism that you uh, told me about via one of your podcasts. Uh, I think it was in one of your first episodes, actually, but you're talking about what you carry in your car, I think, for photo shoots. But anyway, it was uh, okay. those booties that you put over your shoes. Those yeah. change lives. Yeah. I'm telling you. Like, I walk into a house, I, I stop at the porch, <laughs> you know, I put those booties on, I walk in, and people are like, oh, oh, like, the, especially if the homeowner's yeah. there. They like freak out. They're like, my house isn't that clean. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to do that. I'm just like, I do it for every house. It's part of. Part of me, part of my professionalism. So that's it's right. Just, it's that's just, right. I love that. Like, and it, they're so cheap, and, and right. it works, and uh, you know, keeps everybody's carpets clean. So, oh my God, they're they're dirt cheap, and they're dirt. And for those houses that they're like, ah, oh, it's actually <laughs> dirtier inside. Then, you know, in your in your head, you can say, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. why I got these Your on. Shoes clean too. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, they're they're lifesavers. I've uh. Uh, when I do my twilights, I will uh, put the camera. I, I'll use a tripod, and uh, sometimes if it's like wet or muddy outside, I'll even I, I keep a handful of rubber bands in mm. my uh, Pelican case. I'll even rubber band some some booties onto the tripod oh, legs so they don't get all, all muddy. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, man, those things are. You can use. I'll even uh, if it's raining and if I'm using. Um, like on the pole, how are you triggering your triggering so, your camera? Yeah, on the I just pole? use the Canon Connect app, and I just view it either on an iPad or a, t a cell phone. So yeah. Okay, so if you if you have a camera or and or a lens that is not weather sealed, I, I, I don't it. know if that camera <laughs> is, uh, but you could also drape you could also drape a booty over mm. the camera, uh, as long as it's right. not you know in front of the lens, uh, that'll. That'll protect it from a little bit of precipitation. I'll, I'll do that for s some of our lenses are not mm. weather sealed, so I'll like tape nice. a booty right yeah, over that it. That would definitely help for sure. Um, I haven't shot in rain yet, thankfully. Yeah. So a little, I guess, some kind of or, uh, some dense fog, but nothing, nothing too crazy. But um, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's definitely doable. Don't okay. don't say no to a photo shoot ever. Um, <laughs> I've shot in the rain and in the snow. Uh, like in active rain there's a you, you have to do a little bit longer exposures uh and then the uh the snow mm. and the rain kind of disappear um and then you just have to do a sky replacement sometimes you can get a really cool look when you do a sky oh, replacement yeah. and everything's wet uh it kind of has this yeah. weird glossy glossy look I'd, I'd practice i'd practice first if you get a rainy day run outside and do some photo shoots or oh boy i'm sure it snows yeah, it in is. nebraska <laughs> you could do some <laughs> snowy photo shoots um but yeah, you might be stuck on a to a tripod, uh, depending on the length of the exposure. Unless you oh, get that's uh, cool. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I didn't but, know that the rain. If you have a longer exposure, it just kind of disappears. So that's that's really helpful there. It it totally does. Yeah, because the raindrop right. passes in and out of the frame, you know, it, in such a, a a short amount of time. If you're doing like 
you know, quarter second, half second exposures, it's basically invisible. Right. Unless it's like so thick that the water is just the water between the lens and the and the house is like causing these weird uh yeah. like streaky distortions then sometimes sometimes if it's really crazy thick you can't do anything but yeah light no to medium rain cool. Cool, never cool, cool. Me. um yep. yep another question i guess for you tom is do you kind of offer your um, real estate agents any type of like home prep guide or checklist for getting the house ready to be shot uh you know it, it's, that's a good question i i okay i kind of do so it, it, when someone books with me, they book online, and, and I talk about like how we do that and the app I use and everything in, in other episodes. Um, but uh, one of the one of the things that 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 is a part of that, you you get an automated email, and uh, 24 hours before the shoot, you get a text message that says, "Hey, your upcoming shoot is scheduled for this this time," and you get an email. Uh, in that email, yeah, there's a checklist, and and basically my instructions are, uh, get the house ready, okay, like showing ready, right, um, because you know it, you, you want to shoot the house in ideally right. the condition that it's going to be shown in. If I show up and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna fix this, we're gonna change the carpets, we're gonna re- renovate the kitchen, right. I'm like, well, why am I here? Uh, shouldn't we be doing this photo shoot after the work is done? Um, some people say, you know, I don't, well, we got to get it on the market. We ha- we can't wait. Uh, some some will say, oh yeah, you're right. Um, most most real estate agents that are pretty disciplined and and understand like how the business works, are going to tell their clients mm. what needs to happen, and 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 then you know schedule accordingly. Ideally, that should all be done on their end. But yeah. you know, a little reminder. I wouldn't lean on it. I wouldn't count on that being like the be all end all. You know, well, I sent you this right. reminder, so the house had better be ready. Uh, you're you're still gonna have, you know, because because in in any business you're mm-hmm. dealing with so many personality types. You're still going to have those people that are just scatterbrains that are disorganized. That you know that that mm-hmm. everything's last minute and you show up and like yeah. nothing's ready. Yeah, everybody's it's, version it's still gonna of happen. what is clean, right? It's it's different. Yeah, I found that to be true. <laughs> it's, yeah, okay, it's very, well that, that, it's very that's subjective. Um, can I tell you kind of what I? came up with and, and maybe this is right wrong or otherwise i don't know yeah but what talking with my wife yeah, you um you know just in, in normal conversations she's kind of expressed to me that you know some sellers it's hard to um tell them that their house is dirty right you don't want to come out and say hey your house is dirty mm-hmm. as an mm-hmm. agent to your um your client that you're working with it's not good yeah uh but I, I think in, in all they're being genuine about it. They just they just don't know. That's just the way that, like I said, everybody's standard of what is clean I think is different. So I was like, <laughs> how can, how can we circumvent that? That's because right. showing up to a dirty house or not a just a house that's not ready to be photographed takes takes the most time away from me, right? Because I got to get some stuff moved around and 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 do all that stuff as the photographer. So I'm right. like, how can how can I make a product or uh, something that kind of helps circumvent this this issue? So I uh, online I searched for okay uh, like a, 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 a it was actually created by a real estate agent but a a, a, a vi- uh, sorry a home photo slash video preparation checklist and I have my logo information like I changed uh, uh, quite a bit of it actually but anyway it gives you know general cleaning uh-huh. instructions and it's, it's a checkoff list I mean turn off all TVs check off turn off all ceiling fans check 
blah, blah, blah. And it goes from uh, general mm-hmm. to front exterior, backyard, kitchen, dining room, living room, bedroom, bathroom, pets, etc. So my thinking in this is, is, is right here is that, you know, if I can hand this to an agent who then can turn that turn and hand that to the, um, you know, the seller that takes the burden off of the real estate agent of them having to say, Hey, your house is not ready. You need to clean up. You need to clean up. This checklist is kind of objective, I guess, in a sense that uh, it shifts the burden from the agent to kind of, kind of me, but Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. If it saves me 30 minutes in a house, you know what I mean? Um, and whether or not the, the seller, uh, the seller of the home is going to follow that list is completely up to them. But I just, I just found like, because everybody's standard of what is clean is so different, maybe provide them a objective standard that they can follow. That's easy to follow check by check by check to get this house ready to go. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I like the idea. Are, are you doing that right I am now? Doing you're, that right you're offering now. that I to haven't people? had time to really they, get a bunch of feedback yet. I have one family that they said we followed the checklist. It was okay. super uh, you know, handy. Um, I'd be happy to provide that to you so you can put it in the show notes or whatever if you want. But, um, yeah, anyway, they, they said they loved it. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's a good idea. Um, I, I, I think that, yeah, some, uh-huh. some people that like checklists are, are going to love it. And then you'll probably find sure. some people that don't really care either way, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very low cost offering. Um, that, yeah, that, I mean, I wouldn't say no to that. I, I'd say that's a that's a good little add-on to do if you wanted to do it, um, and then people will definitely like it. And it's actually it's a good thing to refer to if uh, you automatically or as a habit always send that out because inevitably you're going to get that listing that was mm-hmm. not ready for the photo shoot. Um, if you ever have a listing agent that is uh, not present for the shoot, I mean in, in your marketplace maybe everybody wants to be present all the time. I know it's like that sometimes mm. in some places in Massachusetts, sometimes okay. the listing agent just has to be there. And and in some, in some cases, they don't care. They're yep, like, here's a lockbox code, so. just go do it. Um, yeah, great, great. So so in that in, in that instance, um, for the, yeah, here's the code, just go do it. Um, you know, it would be good to have that to refer back to because if they ever call and complain, they say, well, this wasn't, this was messy and, and I wish that this thing wasn't there. You could say, well... Look, you know, I, I move what I can, but it's my it's not my responsibility yeah. to keep the house clean. Um, I did send you a checklist that you could have shared with your client um, <clears throat> and put it on them. Because, yeah, it's, in one case, I've had to have like an actual argument with a client over mm-hmm. the cleanliness of a listing. Um, it wasn't me. It was one of my photographers was at this house. It was a it was a, a, a three family in Boston and like in Boston, Boston. And um, uh, it was being sold as three condos. Now, in Boston, if you've ever looked at condos in Boston, mm-hmm. the prices are outrageous. Uh, what it was, it was being rented as a three-family by a tenant, and the tenant was using each of the condos as an Airbnb, and he was making an absolute fortune. Uh, and the landlord was like, oh, you're doing this? Well, I'm going to jack up your rent. It's now six grand a month per condo or mm. uh, I'm selling it. <laughs> so I put this tenant out of oh, business, man. put him out of business overnight. And and then so my photographer is going through. The tenant was there and uh, and the tenant was oh, making the no. house messy on purpose. <laughs> I didn't I didn't find out oh, about man. this afterwards. 
of my my photographer, he didn't know what to do. Like the guy would, the, so he'd set up the camera, and the guy would walk in front of him into the room, <laughs> and then like tip things over, oh. mess up the bed, turn things upside Jeez. down. <laughs> so we delivered the photos like that, and and the agent was arguing with me, and I'm like, I'm like, dude. Like, you, you know what the deal is. The house needs to be in that condition. You know, we'll move stuff that we want, but uh, yeah. it's it's on you <laughs> to make crazy. the listing ready. And the, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a one in a once in a lifetime uh, thing. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it really is their responsibility yeah. to prep the listing. As a photographer, you know, I'll do them a favor of uh, cleaning the house up. But, you know, the busier you get, if you don't if you don't really have much else going on it's not a big deal to take a couple hours you know to to do the 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 shoot and move stuff around and that's okay and i did used to do that uh with with clients that you know were really good to me and and brought me a lot of business but um yeah i I wouldn't make it a habit of, of cleaning up after somebody else because that's just gonna you know it's gonna increase your cost of like it you know it adds more time so then it means you're making less on that shoot you know more time to make the same amount of money it should be going the other way you should be finding yeah. ways of uh, spending Absolutely. less time Absolutely. to make more money so so yeah check this cool. idea it's great that's a good idea all right well i don't i think i exhausted my list tom <laughs> idea approved excellent excellent yeah we we pretty much covered everything that there is to cover so uh so logan uh, are you when are you trying to go oh, full time? Oh man, um, if if I can get some more uh, high producing real estate agents, and the other problem is our town is actually shrinking, Tom. So I I, I don't it's it's yeah we have <laughs> negative population shrinking. growth. Um, so and basically oh, again our geez. town is controlled by two big industries, which is uh, Union Pacific Railroad and um, our giant hospital that we have. It's a regional hospital, but the railroad is making some serious changes. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't look good right now for full time. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Really? Is it gonna be, I, a, is I it gonna know, be a ghost town? Whoop, there goes my mic. Um, I, I don't know what's gonna happen there, but uh, yeah. Maybe if we get, go to a bigger market or something crazy happens in the real estate market here in town, yeah, full time would be it'd be great. I'd love to work full time right now uh, as a real estate photographer. Yeah, but yeah, just don't see it right yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, I I I imagine it's it's going to be doable. It might be a little bit more work, and you might have to commute True. a lot more because it seems like there's there's nope. no big nope, city nope, nearby, nope. right? Uh, what what's the biggest population town that that's close yeah, to? So, yeah, so yeah, we're the, the biggest, um, but the surrounding communities are like okay. 400, 300, 50, like it's <laughs> tiny itty bitty places. So, Jeez. yeah, Jeez. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, even I mean, even out here in Massachusetts, I will routinely, and and just the other day, uh, I've driven out a couple hours mm. one way to do a photo shoot knowing that it's not worth my time but that eventually i'm going to have so many clients in that area that i can just hire a new photographer local to that that place or or in your case maybe if you can get your business really booming and and you know your yep. is your wife yep. is she full-time mm-hmm. real estate 
agent. Yeah, so you know, if the real estate market takes a big hit, she's going to have a problem too. So the both of you might say, "Hey, let's move to an area that you know." I mean, unless you've got some really uh, strong uh, roots mm-hmm. in that town, you just don't want to move. Um, if it's a, if it's an option for you, sometimes you just got to go to where sure. the money is, unless you don't mind driving. Sure. You know, for hours yeah, and I think, hours. I think if I can capture more of those high-producing real estate agents here in town with the market the way it is right now. Uh, yeah, there is yeah. full-time potential there. Uh, but, yeah, that'd probably be the next step, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd keep I'd keep plugging away at that, work on your portfolio, try and get higher-end listings, you know, do more office presentations. Do you know how many real estate agents well, are in your town? Well, not number of agents, but I think we have four companies here in town. So, yeah. Four different companies. Okay. Yeah, I'd try and I'd try and do a presentation to each of them, and then maybe even to some some uh, offices outside of town if there's you know more than one or two agents, in which case yeah. you just meet them for lunch or something. But uh, yeah, if you if you do that, if you if you kind of stay top of mind with these agents, I mean, some of them are just mm-hmm. they're never they're just never going to call you because mm-hmm. they you know they just don't want to, and then you know that's fine. They can go do whatever they want. Uh, but you know, if you can work on building strong relationships with the clients that you do have and the clients that you will have, uh, they're going to be really loyal to you and they're going to call you for every single shoot. Um, you know, so, so yeah, you might be closer to full time than you, than you'd think. It, it's just going to take a little bit of that, you know, legwork of actually going out and, yeah. and building those yeah, relationships. Awesome. So, Logan, uh, do you have any more questions for me before we we, wrap up? We got it all hammered out. Um, Let me double check my notes real quick. No, I think yeah, we got it all. We got it all down. And Tom, I just wanted to say an extra thankful, a thank you, (laughs) thankful for you, um, for just the content that you produce and um, just your willingness to help people and you know answer people on your social media. That's super cool. you know, this wouldn't have happened if you didn't message me back. So that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's really neat. Oh man. We, uh, that's, that's a whole other thing too. What do you remember what your first question was oh, and how yeah. I answered? <laughs> we didn't, yeah, we didn't yeah, even, yeah. We didn't even so, talk about that. Mike, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. What, okay, what, you, you, what was up. your question? I can find it real quick. Yeah, yeah thousands of pages later. Um, said, hey, Tom, quick, I have a quick question for you. <laughs> um, do you ask homeowners if you can put up a picture or two of their home on social media accounts, or do you have some sort of contract that states you're able to do so? Love your podcast, and great book, by the way. Good stuff. Thank you. So that was the question. Yeah, to which I replied very length at at, at great length. I I don't know why. I just for some reason I don't know. I, I was just really <laughs> excited about copyrights and and something like that. So so um, my my answer to Logan's question was uh, in a nutshell, no. I I basically just share whatever I want whenever I want, unless I'm specifically mm-hmm. asked not to. But there are some interesting copyright issues uh, kind of baked into that question as well. As photographers, you are the author of the work, of the photo, uh, and then you, and you have full copyrights to it unless you sign those copyrights away. So when I 
really talk about like the legal technicalities of uh, of you know the photo shoot and the invoicing I, I tell people if they really want to get into it that you know you're what you're paying for is, is you're licensing these images for you to sell this house and uh, I'm not I'm not signing away all my right like I'm, I'm holding all of my copyrights outside of that license so I can sh- share this and promote my business as well um, not a lot of photographers really dig deep into the uh, copyright kind of legal space. And it it's definitely not for the faint of heart. It's not very user-friendly to, like, just kind of quickly do some mm-hmm. searches. Everybody has an opinion. Uh, but, but Logan, I did share to you links to, like, three yeah. blog posts um, yeah. ab- about that from some really, really good sources. Uh, I think I'm going to put those in the notes, uh, in the show notes as well. So... Uh, anybody listening to this episode in the future, just just scroll down through the notes and you'll see those links. Um, it's a really interesting question because some people are charging licensing fees and they're getting paid every year on licensing fees for commercial images. Some people are not. Some people are mm-hmm. giving their photos away for free. And, you know, I, I mean, we should never really do that. Uh, you know, the biggest the biggest scam is people saying, well, it'll give you better exposure, but the, you, you, people aren't calling you because, uh, someone else shared your images and said, look at my listing. They're calling you because, uh, you contacted them or they were referred to you. Um, you know, a, a photo credit, unless you're pumping it and you're really sharing it and connecting it to you directly, a photo credit by itself is not going to blow up your business. Maybe yeah. you'll get a couple things out of it, but uh, but yeah, you you want to maintain that uh, copyright so you can use your photos and just share them. Um, if if someone asks me not to share them, so I've I've shot some higher end properties, uh, you know, some really big, expensive, beautiful homes. That if I could, my entire portfolio would just be one of those. But but you know, it's, sometimes people are like, no, we we don't want you to share these publicly. You know, it's it's a pocket listing. It's going to be kind of under the radar. Can we please uh, keep this under wraps? And and you know, uh, out of respect to them, I'll do it. I, I think it's more important to maintain a trusting, uh, you know, relationship with the client than it is to to just yep. kind of try and puff yep. up my numbers. Because because in the end, in the end, it's more important to me to have more clients instead of alienate yeah uh you know people there yeah very cool yeah your answer and your links were phenomenal no those are anybody that has that question wants to read up more those uh the links that he that tom sent to me were spot on so i mean and more yeah (laughs) yeah those articles covered it uh those articles covered it i i think what uh where where's the where's that i sent you uh and those links will be in the show notes power that was Um, a pretty good one um yeah. Oh, yeah. A blog from Justiel Law on the on the copyright issues. A blog from uh, an attorney who is also a photographer, and a blog from F Stoppers, fstoppers dot com, which is also a great. That's not a paid plug, by the way. I just like their stuff. F Stoppers is a yeah. uh, it's a great yep. blog, and and they have good video, photography, videography videos too. Um. So, yeah, that was that question. Uh, and I did have, uh, as I was talking, something popped up in, in my mind again. So, so you've been buying used gear. Um, is that something that, was that an idea you had on your own, or did you pick oh, that up from one I've of our episodes? I've been an eBay junkie for a while, but reading it in your book has helped 
um, I'm always kind of sketched out when I buy electronics on eBay, used electronics, you know, so cameras and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. But after reading sections <laughs> of your book saying that it's okay to buy certain types of gear uh, secondhand, I felt pretty comfortable with it. So I went ahead and did it, and everything is a-okay. So. Did you did you ever do the math to, to figure out exactly how much you saved oh, if, if instead I you'd bought new? I remember off the top of my head, but I think on the camera body, it was at least a few hundred dollars, and then on that one lens, I think I paid mm-hmm. 190 bucks, and that thing still goes for, I think, five or 600 bucks brand new. So, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a great deal. It's a great deal. Yeah, I, I used to. Uh, I I was so proud of myself when I started doing that. I used to take notes. Um, I think my first photography kit, I saved like five thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah. Between all the video gear and just picking it That's up great. used, and it it's really like I I can't uh, talk about it enough. Like some people, they don't know what they're doing, or they just they just get this random passive interest and like, oh yeah, maybe I'll do some photography. They buy a bunch of shit. They don't know what to do with it. They don't use it. And then they're like, ah, I don't want this anymore. And then they'll yeah. sell it for, for peanuts. For sure. For peanuts. I've got the, uh, we're on a VOIP call right now. Um, I'm calling you with my iMac. I got this iMac. It's It was a couple years old. I got it for a thousand bucks. These things will usually go for three or four thousand. But this guy, he bought a brand new, the newest model. He didn't want it anymore. Yeah. I just went yeah. and I picked it up. That's the way to do it. For peanuts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When you save so much, you you just have more power in your business. You have holding mm-hmm. power. Like, you can last. Um, if I had bought everything brand new, dude, I'd be mm-hmm. scrambling right now. I, I'd be like, oh, man, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? But when you have cash in the bank because you're, you know, making these shrewd uh, business decisions, it just gives you such a peace of mind you know that you can just focus on doing your best you don't have to worry about the money so much i mean you you know you can worry about money if you want to but but you don't really have to if you're smart with how you spend it um and you just have such a you just have a, a, a great time so so yeah that's good I'm, I'm glad you're already an ebay junkie um you know some some people the problem is that a lot of people kind of look down on that they're like i don't want used yeah. someone else's shit i don't want that and uh, and you know what? That's fine for them. They want to spend an extra ten grand. Yeah. Well, fine. I mean, if money doesn't mean it, if money doesn't mean anything to them, then they can just go ahead and spend it. Uh, yeah. It's their money. But but I recommend, yeah, if you're in a business, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Unless you're making so much that that's it just not doesn't me. matter. <laughs> not yet, anyway. So yeah, that's that's yeah. very few people. That's almost no one. <laughs> so I mean, oh, they're yeah. out there. There's people that yeah. you know they don't care. They'll spend they'll spend thousand dollars on a dinner. <laughs> they don't care, but um, yeah, that's great. All right, I'm glad that we get to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Logan, any anything else come to mind? Any last minute? Uh, oh yes. I, no, I think we I think I think we got it. Tom. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot I really about this. Do. Um, all my questions were answered and uh, yeah, that's and awesome. expanded on. So that's always great. Uh, loved it. Awesome. Well, Logan, then I'm going to let you go. Uh, thanks so much for taking time out of your morning. And I, I, it's, it's, it's early morning for me, but I, I know you're oh, in, yeah. uh, you're on central time, right? 
So it's it's probably it's probably yeah, really it's, early it's for you right 7 now. Seven a.m. this morning, so that's that's all right. I, I'm a kind of an early riser, <laughs> so it didn't bother me a bit. Happy to do it. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right, Logan. It was a pleasure. Uh, glad that we got to spend some time this morning. And um, yeah, any any other questions? Anything pops up? Uh, go ahead and you know yeah. feel free to reach out to me again. Yeah, maybe we'll talk again Absolutely. some other time. Thank you so much, Tom. Podcast. I appreciate you having me on. All right. All See right, you. Logan. Have a good one. All right, folks, that is the episode. I hope everyone found it informational, educational. Uh, It's definitely a lot of interesting ideas there. And I'm so happy and grateful that I was able to share some information that Logan could actually use in his business and see some pretty incredible results. Anybody can reach out to me the same way Logan did. Uh, You can contact me at Instagram at Tom Vargeletis, T-O-M-V-A-R-G-E-L-E-T-I-S. I I know it's a tough one to spell. I apologize. Um, (laughs) You can also email me. My email address is Tom at F-T-R-E-Photo.com. A little bit easier to spell. If you want to scroll to the bottom of the show notes, you can find my Instagram and email. In addition to any questions you might have, I'm also offering personalized coaching to anybody that wants to really build up their business the same way that Logan has done out in Nebraska. Anybody can do it. Anybody can build a successful business. You just need to know how. And that's what this podcast, that's what the book is all about, the full-time real estate photographer book. Uh, If you're interested in that, the links are in the description. But, you know, if you're interested in personalized coaching, you could call what Logan and I just went through a little bit of a coaching call. It was more of an interview style, more of, you know, question and answers. If you're wondering about what personalized coaching is like, it's a lot of that and a lot of sharing of ideas, helping walk you through all of the steps that you need to take, helping you through all of your obstacles, taking a good hard look at your business, trying to see where we can make you some more money. And you can always reach out and ask some questions about that if you are interested. And so without further ado, I'm going to leave it there. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, I apologize for the inconsistent, at best, upload schedule. Up until a couple months ago, I've been really consistent about uploading every seven to eight days, but we are in the busy season. I'm actually hiring a couple more employees so I can deal with the extra workload. Like I mentioned, we're constantly getting new clients, and I've been finding myself getting booked up pretty much sunrise to sunset with my photographers out on locations. Not a ton of time to record podcast episodes, but we are not off the air. (laughs) We're still recording, and uh, we still will be. And I will be trying to stick to the consistent seven or eight day upload schedule. But if we're consistently behind, please don't worry. Once I have a little bit more help, I should be able to free up more time to record episodes. So in the meantime, I look forward to hearing from you, hearing your questions, answering them. And I really enjoyed this episode. I'm sure Logan did. And I really hope that you enjoyed it as well. We'll leave you at that and we'll catch you on the next one.